on this episode of This Is Game Boy Light, a thrilling anime that'll make you stronger just by watching it. to another light episode, light episode number 22 to be exact. Uh, I'm Belthick and it's been quite a while since I've done this sort of thing, almost almost two months. Uh, our boy <clears throat> our boy Mo uh, definitely uh, covered, held down the base, covered me for December with all the uh, holiday traveling I had to do, but... Uh, <clears throat> things I've been up to since you last heard from me in the Maru's Mission episode. Um, I've been getting more into Grand Theft Auto RP. So I uh, started role-playing again in GTA V as Buck. And uh, we've had some pretty comical uh, interactions, ranging from two old men holding me hostage while they rob a bank to um, the server kind of hiccuping and people just randomly disappearing and then... People not seeing them and getting ran over uh, has led to some pretty comical uh, role play, to say the least. But uh, diving into the retro scene more, I picked up Game Boy Adventure back up again. I literally completely re-overhauled Game Boy Adventure uh, to now include a to now include Japanese titles. So uh, <clears throat> I did um, a Harimarada, a Pingu. Mini Putt, which is it. The first two difficulties are fun. The last two difficulties make that game a frustrating piece of garbage. Uh, Genki Bakuhatsu Ganabaruga, which is it seems like a scuffed Power Rangers uh, game. I'm I'm pretty sure it's an anime in Japan, and I've just I've never watched it or heard of it. Uh, it's really, really short. It's like four stages, five bosses. It's an exceptionally short Game Boy game. Uh, I did Shin Chan 1 through 5, and I did Kid Nikki, uh, which was... All of these are Japanese-exclusive releases. So, um, <clears throat> I also started speedrunning again. Holy, holy crap, right? Um, I started speedrunning a game called Year Walk, which is a horror puzzle game based off of a a uh, Swedish folklore uh, game came out in 2013 for uh, various platforms uh, Wii U, PC, iOS uh, Android I think uh, it, it's a pretty cool game uh, if, if you're into uh, kind of the horror scene or like folklore type things um, or just looking for like a quick like hour and a half waste it, it's, a, it's, it's not bad um, but yeah Today's episode, we're going to be, uh, it's going to be a little weird just because of how this game is. Uh, I don't typically cover Japanese exclusive games because the Japanese exclusive games I enjoy diving into, I or I enjoy playing, I can't really dive into simply because I can't understand anything that is going on. But I have put some extensive research <laughs> into this game. Um... Only because it, it caught my attention so much. But uh, we'll be chatting about Ahari Manada, which is a sumo wrestling game for the Game Boy. So stay tuned. We're going to deep dive into this fun find.
Ah, uh, Ahari Minata came out on multiple flat platforms. Uh, Game Gear, Game Boy, and the Mega Drive. Um, it was uh, developed and published by Sega for the Game Gear and Mega Drive. So, uh, definitely had some big wigs behind behind the game. Definitely had some power. Game was uh, only exclusive in Japan for all three systems. Uh, and since this is a Game Boy podcast, at times I'll be discussing the Game Boy. That's right. Uh, Ahari Manata started out as a manga, which was published in 1991 and ran for about 28 volumes. Uh, it was written by uh, Kej Sadayasu. And in 1992, the manga would turn into a TV series, as you do in the uh, early 90s. Which aired from April 1992 to October 1992, uh, airing 23 episodes on TV Tokyo. Um, yeah, not you know, not not great stats so far. So, uh, in 1993, they took a they, they took their third swing at at things by releasing the game for three platforms. The Game Boy version would be the second game to come out of the series on July 23rd of 1993. It was developed by Atelier 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 Double, uh, who, if you're not familiar, made games uh, Boxel 1 and 2, Ranma, and Dragons of Flame, which was an Atari 2600 game. And the game was published by ASK, ASK Corporation, which... They gave us Katrap. Oof. <laughs> um, so the plot or story of Ahari Manata is that um, the manga and anime plot, in a way, is that um, Isao Hari Manata has entered the September Professional Sumo Tournament uh, he enters this the, the sumo ring wearing a weird mask and kind of surprises the audience. I'm assuming he's kind of a big deal. I've actually never read the mangas, and I've briefly watched one of the English dubs for for the cartoon, or anime rather. And uh, so I'm assuming he's kind of a big deal, but I don't know much about the precursor, like the lead up to this. But uh, he declares that he is going to beat... Uh, Futa Futa Bayama's streak of get this sixty nine. That's right, sixty nine consecutive wins, and he would retire on the spot if given a loss. So, of course, since this is a early nineties anime, you gotta have the villainous corporation coming after you. So this invokes the the. The Japan Sumo Association, and we make enemies uh, of all the Makuchi wrestlers. And a Makuchi wrestler is uh, is the top tier division of six divisions in pro sumo wrestling. So, um, however, the plot of this game is nothing like what I just said. <laughs> um, in Hari Manada, you are presented two options at the very start of the game. This is for the Game Boy version, mind you. Uh, you have new game, basically, and you have a, a way to type in a password. Uh, and you're thinking, like, oh, hey, this game has a password system. It must have some sort of progression. We'll talk about that in a second. So when you select the new game, you are presented a sumo ring stadium. And... 
Every single one looks the same, by the way, on the Game Boy. And then a promoter comes out and starts talking and says, I don't know what, what, what he says. But then you get to choose your opponent. And you get to choose between five, five different opponents. I don't know their names because I can't read Japanese. But you get to choose against five of them. Once you've selected your opponent, you then get to choose your starting stance, I guess you call it. Um, and you have three options. You can be up close to the line. Um, one step behind the line or two steps behind the line. And for, for the longest time, we thought that this was like a difficulty meter. But in, in fact, it's just a stance thing where you can actually counter your enemy faster if you know what their weakness is. It's almost like rock, paper, scissors in a sense. Where if you choose the right stance, you're almost going to immediately take down your opponent within like the first like three seconds of the match starting. Um, however, if you don't choose the, the, the correct counter stance uh, later on in the game, if you don't choose the correct counter stance, uh, you actually get put down in about a second. And after two, two losses in the game, it's game over. Uh, the game over music is kind of kind of rough on the ears. But um, even if you don't counter your opponent, you still have a chance to, to wrestle with them, fight with them. Uh, basically, it's going to be you're going to mash B a whole bunch. Basically, you're just going to start mashing them down, slapping them around. At the very top of the screen, or the bottom, I can't remember, there's going to be some health meters. Bottom of the screen. I'm looking at the box right now. Looking at the bottom of the screen, there's going to be some basically power meters or health meters. And you're going to mash it down to basically where they just don't have anything left. And once you get them into a grapple, depending on the stance of the grapple, you push a direction on the D-pad and press A. And you're, you're either going to like throw them to the ground, you're going to give them an atomic wedgie, you're going to like sue me, you're, you're going to, you know, WWF backdrop them over you. Uh, or if you slap them enough, you can throw them, you can throw them out of the ring for a ring out. Um, there's a lot of like different uh, ways to take down your opponent, which is actually really cool. And the cutscenes for each takedown is actually really unique and actually really cool to look at. Um, the actual graphics and the attention to detail for um, the actual cutscenes and the buildup was actually done very, very well. So, um, so yeah. As you so once you've beaten one of the sumo wrestlers, um, you get some sort of like markings, like some XP points or whatever else, like your strength can level up. Like, it's almost like an RPG element as well, too, but it really doesn't matter at all. Uh, and then the promoter comes out, talks again, and then you're presented with the two screens again. So after after a while, you'll, you'll get a different cutscene from, I'm assuming it's a person from the Japan Association of Sumo Wrestling. Um or Japan Sumo Association, um, who says, I can't let you go on, basically. It's probably what, what he's saying. I can't read Japanese. And then you get one of the main main wrestlers from the anime or the manga that calls you out and challenges you to a, to a fight. You go fight him, beat him down, and then Harimada is like, oh, I told you I could beat you, this and that, whatever. It's a whole thing. And then you're presented with the two 
uh, screens again. So at this point, you're just like, okay, what the, what the heck is going on? So once you've done about 15 or 16 fights, uh, once you've won them, you are presented a trophy. And after this trophy, you are presented a password. So you're just like, oh, cool, I'm progressing. So I basically have to, like, I'm, like, fighting each Yokozuna or whatever they are throughout the game. You know, I'm, I, I have, I'm, I'm going through, like, the tiers, basically. Um, that was my initial thought, in a way. But then you start all over again. So once you've done your 15, 16 fights, the couple of times where you fight off against the name, named fighters, you get a trophy, a password, do it all over again. So I was like, okay, well, I don't know the story. I can't read anything on the screen right now. So I wonder if if it's something towards like the manga or anime. So I was like, okay, the manga and anime lore, you have to win 69 matches with no losses. Sure. So I went and I won 69 matches with no losses. And the game just kept continuing as it did. I eventually went 115-0 and 0, um, before I just gave up because the game just kept rinse and repeating all the old stuff that I kept doing. So if if there is an actual end to the game, it's probably after 115 <laughs> wins. So I mean yeah, it's it's something else. Um I guess something else to talk about too before I I dive into much of anything else, the uh, the the cover art for this game is actually pretty pretty cool. I think they just took it from the manga or the anime, whichever. But it's uh, Saohari Minata um, on the front cover pointing at you. Uh, if you ever if you're in America and you've ever seen those Uncle Sam posters where Uncle Sam is pointing at you and says, "We want you for the army." That's the pose that uh, Hari Minata is taking on uh on the cover and then um just digging into the manual a little bit too there there is quite a bit that you can do for hitting so like you can actually do like high slaps low slaps um yeah high slaps low slaps there's different types of grappling techniques and throws that you can do based off of the position that you're on with them um but that's really about it like the manual itself doesn't tell you much of anything like at the very back page of it it has the it has like the seven named um sumo wrestlers which if you play the game for about 15 minutes You'll encounter all seven of them within that time. You'll beat all seven of them within that time. And that's, that's all there is to it. So, um, yeah. So, I'm going to take a quick break here. When I come back, uh, I'll give you my thoughts of the game. Um, just how I found it. What I initially thought of it. And then uh, some upcoming events. So, stay tuned. Alright, 
<clears throat> Welcome back, everyone. Isn't this music from the game fantastic? It's not bad. Um, so, uh, my thoughts of the game. I thought this game was actually a pretty interesting idea. Um, I, I've always been, I've always been intrigued with sumo wrestling, um, and especially sumo wrestling games. Uh, I have a uh, Japanese sumo wrestling game for the N64. That uh, I have no idea how to play, but I, I find it a very comical and actually really fun just to watch the computers uh, wrestle against each other. Um, and then I so like I the way I found Ahari Madara was I was uh, looking for games to beat for Game Boy Adventure, and I was actually looking through Mo's uh, spreadsheet, and uh, one of the first things I saw was Ahari Madara. I was like, oh. I'm like, that's a cool, cool title, I guess. Like, I don't really see anything like that before. So I popped in my EverDrive and turned it on and uh, still didn't know what I was getting into. And then I got into, like, the first thing. I was like, oh, holy crap, this is a sumo wrestling game. Heck yeah. And uh, I, I sat there and played it for a bit. And I think I won, like, three or four matches. And I was like, I don't understand the progression of this game at all. So I was like, well, all right, I, did I beat the game? Did I win? Like, there's no change in cutscenes. Like, there's there's no indicator that I'm progressing. So I just stopped. Uh, and then it was Mo that found out that you get trophies after 15 or 16 fights. And then um, I was like, okay, well, this is interesting. Fine now, because maybe there is progression through the game. So I went out and I bought a complete in-box copy of the game. And uh, <clears throat> I translated the manual to the best of my ability with the tools I had on hand. And basically even the, the crappy translators I had basically said that the game is just a rinse and repeat game. So, um, yeah, so like basically the game is just a monotonous button masher with no real goal in sight at all. It's basically, I'm assuming it's just meant to just when you're on the train or a cab or walking to school or wherever it was, it was just there to just fill the gap. If you were a fan of the Hari Manata manga or and or anime, <clears throat> you were like, hey, I'm playing as Hari Manata and I'm beating the crap out of everyone. Um, it doesn't have that progression of that like Street Fighter Mortal Kombat sense, but uh, I guess in a sense it does have progression and then that you get trophies and that if you put your password in, you can basically pick up where you left off. Um, but uh, I, I've played. I played the game. I put probably three or four hours of playtime into the game for just pure research, and um, I, I got random results throughout everything. Like I documented all of my findings, and I was like, "Oh, every five matches you get a you get to face off against the named villain." Nope. Sometimes it's three, sometimes it's six, sometimes it's seven, sometimes it's on the fifteenth. It's 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 super random. Um, like there's just a lot of random factors to it that I just couldn't put into place. But the 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 static thing was fifteen to sixteen wins, you would get a trophy. So um, after I figured all that out, uh, I was just like, all right. So like the game goal for us was win a trophy, basically, and then call it a day there. Uh, the music and the jingles for the game is actually not terrible. Um, 
the original composers of this game are part of the Sega franchise. Um, what may have happened is that they took the music that they did translate it down to the Game Boy. Uh, I'm not entirely sure there's no credits to the Game Boy version at all outside of the developing team and the publishing team. Um, but overall, the music and the jingles are actually really well done. The cutscenes are extraordinarily well done. Um, I, I always have to applaud Japanese games for their creativity with cutscenes. Um, basically, if I'm playing a Japanese game and it's going to have some sort of like tra transition screen or cut screen to it, I can expect a really high quality sprite drawing of something something cool happening versus the West, which is just like a, a dumb loading screen. Um, but the music and the jingles in the game are so few and far between that you almost forget about them because when you're fighting, it's completely silent. So, um, overall, the game is fun for like 20 minutes, 20, 30 minutes maybe. After that, it's just, it's really, really boring. It gets really drawn out. It's just not a good time. Um, if you happen to find this game for a couple bucks, pick it up. Uh, it's actually kind of a hard, hard game to find. Um, pick it up for a couple bucks, play it for a bit, and then throw it in a box or throw it on the shelf. Um, or if you know a person or have other means of playing it, it's, it's worth a quick playthrough just to, just to experience it. But, uh, I wouldn't sink a ton of hours into it is what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, after that, after that thought downer, <laughs> let's, uh, let's dive into some, uh, Events. By the way, there's no speedruns of this game. So uh, let's dive into some events here. So we actually have a lot coming up because we're about to enter uh, marathon season. That's what I like to call it. Uh, so I'm going to break this out by uh, groups of people putting on events. So I'm going to start with our friends over at uh, RGL TV, Retro Gaming Live TV. Uh, they have, let's see here, they have Discathlon, which is a Disney marathon starting uh, February 3rd and ending on February 8th. And they have RGL Love, which is the Valentine's Marathon for RGL, uh, ranging from February 9th to February 16th. Uh, Tiny 10 Remix number 3 will be on March 14th. Uh, Retrothon, which is a week-long marathon from RGL, uh, ranging from... The oldest console known to man to, I think they bumped it up to the GameCube last year, question mark, I don't remember. Uh, and that will be April 19th to the 26th. And then the Turbo 10, which is a brand new marathon race featuring the Turbo Graphics, will be on May 2nd. And then NLSS Spring, which is an in-person event, will be May 16th and 17th. Uh... I don't have submission dates for these because they're just not open to me yet, but uh, I'll announce them as later episodes come out. But the thing is about Tiny 10 Remix is that you don't have to sign up for it. You just have to be there for the day of the race. It's going to be fantastic, by the way. Uh, I definitely encourage you all to watch uh, RGL's marathon season. It's They always put on a good show. They're fantastic people. Um, next we got... Uh, my friends at Midwest Speed Fest, they're putting on something, <clears throat> excuse me, they're called, putting on something called Midwinter Speed Sprinter 2020, which is happening on March 6th. Those submissions close on February 6th. 
Uh, I am sure there are other marathons out there right now that I am not super aware of. Uh, I know there's a Kirby a Kirby relay happening, whereas Kirby's uh, Kirby's Dreamland, Kirby's Dreamland Two, Kirby's Dreamland Three, and maybe Kirby's Adventure. Um, I know that relay is happening. I just don't know when. Uh, last time we did that relay was in April, which was like a year or two ago. So uh, that's actually something really fun to watch too. I'm assuming it'll probably be on Twitch somewhere, maybe YouTube. Um, but yeah, outside of that, uh, I'm just gonna close the episode. I'm not gonna put you through another another song of Ahari Manada because the next songs I have are the game over songs, and those songs are just not great. So. Uh, we're going to close this out here. This is going to be a nice short episode for Legs as well, too. Uh, you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Belfit Gaming. Uh, you can find me on YouTube at some random URL that you'll find on the website. Uh, our wonderful, beautiful, amazing producer, Legs. You can find her, uh, Sprinkling Legs, on Twitch. Uh, legs on YouTube. Legs in the Discord. And uh, sprint, uh, sprintylegs.com, I believe, is her website as well, too. So go check that out. And then, obviously, my second half, Moola. You can find Moola, M-O-E-L-L-E-U-H, at Twitter, Twitch, and YouTube. Um, also, another fun reminder that we have a page, Patreon. Uh, so if you are inclined to subscribe to our content... Um, we super appreciate it. We love you forever. Uh, once you get a special role in Discord and some other things, I can't remember all the all the all the rewards anymore. But once we hit twenty dollars a month, um, Mo and I will be doing live streams of our episodes. So and upload them to YouTube and this and that, whatever. Uh, we also have PayPal. So if you don't want to do the subscription service, but you just want to do a PayPal donation to us, and be nice, be like, hey, here's a tossing a coin to your podcasters um again super super appreciate it we we love you forever and ever um and you can find all of this information on our website uh, gbrunners.com slash t-i-g-b so uh without further ado i am belthick and the next time you'll hear me again will be with mo talking about Climate control with Swamp Thing. Give me the game. Give me the game. I want to kill Dracula. Give me the game.